Um. Hey, man. Hey, man. This is it. This is it. Did you think that? Okay. I mean, I was just trying to say hi, and I feel like you're cranking us into like light speed here. But like this, you're right. This I'm is cranking it. it. This is this is it. You're like uh, you're you're like Cranker from Seinfeld. Yeah, I'm Cranker, the crazy neighbor. <laughs> you know, he always busts through the fucking door. He's like, "Hey, it's Cranker." Becomes O Cranker. Yeah. Good shit. Yeah. Uh, we are we are about to discuss the first five chapters of the final Herbert. Dune novel. No, not the, the the final Frank Herbert Dune novel. Yeah, that's what I meant. There's when another you say Herbert. Herbert. When you say Herbert, it's just referring to Frank Herbert. If you're no, if you say Herbert and you mean Brian Herbert, you just say Brian Herbert. Okay, that seems pretty Brian, offensive. Brian Herbert doesn't get to be Herbert. Okay. I mean, we we I think we can decide that on our own. You know, I, I think we're all I, right. I, then I've decided. Are we Dune followers? No, we we gotta read the books to find out. Or are we, we gotta we I'm gotta not, figure this out no, on no, our own. No 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 no. I'm not saying I'm not saying that the the books are good or bad. I'm saying that Herbert is Herbert, and Brian Herbert is Brian Herbert. But what if you read the the Brian Herbert books and they're awesome? Then he'll be Brian. We'll talk about Brian. We'll be on a first name. He basis. doesn't earn the Herbert status. I don't. I I I can't having not read the books. I don't want to speak to that, but it's it's not a status. It's more of a a shorthand. Okay, but that's know? also his name. <laughs> I know, but I mean, like some people have like really famous names, you know, like Walt Disney has kids, right? But if you say Disney, no one ever goes like, "Wait a minute, do you mean Walter or do you mean PJ?" Like. <laughs> It's it's Herbert. Herbert is Herbert. All right. Okay. That makes sense. So I I'll I'll accept him. And and for the record, I don't I don't think there's a PJ Disney. I just went for that one. I just I know. Well, we know there like, could be. There certainly could be. Yeah. It's more likely than not. But just to clarify, I'm not speaking okay. from a place of Disney knowledge either. You're we're not a Disney the, we're, adult. We're, on, we're, we're on the final Herbert. Yes. Comma Franklin novel. Yes, we are. This is crazy. Chapter yeah, this is soon. This is the day that we that I I really never imagined getting to. Um I I've got mixed feelings about it. But uh most of all, you know, I'm proud of of us the work we've put in. Yeah, me too. And uh, yeah, it's this is this will be a, a rewarding run through. Um, obviously, we'll see how it all concludes. I know it's not necessarily a conclusion. We'll we'll get we'll to see. that. We yeah, we'll, we'll 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 see when we get to that point. But um, yeah, this is it. This is it. Yeah, I'm. <clears throat> Mixed feelings is a good good place to focus in on because i'm i'm also obviously feeling like um proud of ourselves that that we made it to this point 
happy to be here and like already kind of in this state of melancholy because yeah. it feels like you know we're not that far from shutting the cover on this book either i don't want to i don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves i just told us to slow down but i mean like at the same time i i can't help but have one eye on the ending being this far down you know i know and it's it's a weird place to be for sure it is yeah yeah it uh it feels like reading children of dune and and knowing what was to come but that's it you know but in this case that it's this is the end yeah i mean unless you want to read the herbert novels afterwards Right. The, the Herbert novels? Yeah, you know. You're Herbert, going against your comma, uh, You're going against Herb- your rule? Herbert, comma, Brian. <laughs> Alright, right. you just changed you just changed rules really fast. I'm just having fun. Just having whiplash fun right now. It was absolute whiplash. Yeah. Uh Yeah, man. Um you know what else I'm realizing? And something tells me that you kind of, and and for the record, truthfully, you and I have not discussed this at all. Um, So I don't know if this is true, but I have the feeling that you got us covered here. Just before I was about to start the call to get this podcast started, I was struck by this immediate thought that I have no idea what our theme song is. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a theme song? Uh, I've had the same thought. Oh, fuck. I've had the same thought. We don't have a theme song yet. Oh, shit. There is no theme song yet, which is this not is totally... uncharted territory. No, it's not. No, it's not. They're, they're not. We, 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 we have not had the theme song before the start of every of every book. Are that you, is, when we, when that's we rewriting started history. the first Dune novel, I thought we had our theme song. That's the rewriting first. history. That's not. It that's is. not rewriting history. You need to go back and listen to the episodes, my friend. I think we've had a theme song in every episode. Everyone. I think... Including episode one. It was no, your but dumbass I, idea. I feel like in Children of Dune, it took you a minute, maybe a couple episodes, to figure out the theme song. I'm going to have to go back and we'll, we'll, we'll let the record show. I'm pretty sure that's the reason, but... The wheels All are right, turning. So, so are you and I will just kind of like leave that. Cooking. The wheels we'll are turning. I, right, I do have an idea. Okay. I have okay. an idea. I just got to flesh it out a little bit. So I think we should, I think we're on track for, for next episode to have a theme song. All right. That's fine. That's completely fine. Um, I mean, if anything, you know, it, it seems like coming to the, the end point kind of causes us to reflect on our own podcast and, our own journey a bit and we we kind of noted that our episodes have been getting longer yes ever longer in fact the previous episode we recorded is our longest episode yet right like three it and is. a half hours yep yep just over three and a half hours um and maybe we feel like we we kind of got to put a sock in it huh yeah i mean it might be for the best um i mean i don't I don't mind. I'm I'm a fan of long podcasts. I yeah. am, so it, do, it doesn't really bother me. The only thing that bothers me is that 
the later that we start recording, the later I go to bed. Then I have to wake up early in the morning. So it's really not a big issue to me, other than the fact that it, it, it that I that I have well, to go to sleep well, later. That that shouldn't be a problem because um, you only have you you have less than a week left at your job, right? Yeah, I do, but I don't want to be exhausted. You know? All right, so, so. it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's settled. We our podcast right, can be as long as we fucking want. Okay, it's fine. You're gonna Never be, mind. You're gonna be just suck it up, suck it up. All right, you're right. Suck it up, Buttercup. You got less than a week left at your job, and you're gonna try and change the entire format. Yeah, you're right. Of our podcast here, come on. All right, we'll do a four-hour episode tonight. There we go. Buckle up, buckle up. You're in for a crazy ride. Herbert would be proud. Which one? It's up to you to it's up to you to decide which one, but Herbert would be proud for sure. I personally think both of them would be. <laughs> I think one would be deeply disappointed, but um, um I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go in any further detail. Yeah, you can that. use your imagination to uh yeah to figure that one out. Um no, I I mean there's going to be things out you know it it's weird because as we read further into the series, we get more and more knowledge of the dune universe we get more and more context and it's felt like it's kind of like naturally led to longer conversations because suddenly we're not just talking about one book anymore we're talking about the one book we're reading and a lot of times how that relates to previous books you know absolutely yeah that makes sense so i i think it's kind of been like a very natural kind of thing but um I am aware that maybe I can get a little lost in the weeds, you know? So I certainly cannot promise that I will turn this around overnight. Um, but I will try to be a bit more expedient in our chapter discussions to the point at which I think I can. Um, and and also understanding that this is something that's happening on the fly and kind of a work in progress here. But Yeah, I, I mean... I I would not consciously change your your process in any way. I mean, all right. It's it, if if it you say so, then nothing's going to change because I have to consciously do it. Well, I mean, it's you're you're thing. right. You're right. I don't need this. Is one one more time of me potential. I'm not. I'm not going to go to sleep much later than I would have anyway. So it's really not a. Oh, I don't think okay. it's a huge deal. You know. All right. All right. Here's the other thing. Bit more serious. Uh, this is our, again, our last Herbert novel to discuss here. Comma Frank Lynn. Yes. Thank you. There we go. And, uh, and, and Heretics and Chapter House have been focusing more and more on, um, an order of witches who have uh, played a major role in the story of Dune, in the saga of Dune. Um, Connor, how would you pronounce their name? B'nai Jesuit. I'm here to say that I'm going to officially change my pronunciation. Wow. That is crazy. I have decided I'm going to try and start saying B'nai Jesuit. What was the impetus for this? It's been so long. I know. Okay, so truthfully, 
I, it's something I've been thinking about on and off throughout our readings. And it first hit me after we watched the Lynch film. But I was like, yeah, I guess it is. It does have to be Jesserit, right? Because it's like how you would spell other soft G words like gestation or, yeah. uh, you know, several others that spring to mind immediately. So I'm like, okay. I was kind of stubbornly clinging. And I, I know there's other things that I pronounce like wrong, quote unquote. Like yeah. I'm never going to change Harkonnen. Like Harkonnen is Harkonnen. You can all go fuck yourselves to me. Yeah, I, I agree with that one. But I feel like I can I can like justify certain things. And it feels like as these last two books have such a fixation on the Bene Gesserit, uh, it's kind of been like slapping me in the face. And I'm like, if I'm going to yeah. do it, I got to do it now. So I think that's yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm just going to give it a spin. See how it feels. But yeah, all I'm right, gonna, we I'm will try and go for Bene Gesserit. Okay. All right. Yeah, I mean um I don't expect you to be perfect. You know, I think you might slip into old habits, but that's okay. <laughs> I'll just sternly remind you what the correct what the correct pronunciation is every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please do. And um, if you ever mention Herbert and you're trying to talk about his son, Brian, I'll be sure to 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 give you a, a gentle, friendly reminder. Perfect. Because, um, you know, Herbert is Herbert. Herbert is Herbert. Herbert is Herbert. Right. No one else is. No other Herbert is Herbert. So, all right. Hey. Uh, with all that shit out of the way, are you ready to discuss Chapter House? I am. Chapter House Dune. Wait, 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 Chapter wait, wait, wait. House? Dune oh. Dudes, colon. Chapter House, colon. Dune Dudes. <laughs> <laughs> we finally got the double colon. We did, yeah. Yeah, it feels good. Yeah. Feels good. Um, I mean, it would if we had two two colons in our body, it wouldn't feel good, but we... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just, it. Uh, I you don't only know. have one colon, right? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you only have one colon. <laughs> but I don't know if, like, it would necessarily feel bad if we had two. Yeah. I mean, if they just tried to shove one in there, it probably would probably would hurt. I don't think there's a, there might not be enough room for uh, another colon. But if we like evolved that way, right? Would just be normal, maybe normal maybe if we like swapped out the appendix for another colon. We could be yes. running at full capacity. Yeah, maybe so. We should petition uh, doctors to to start doing that to babies. <laughs> <laughs> Make that the new uh, the new yeah. decision. Yeah, let's uh, let's put the Dune Dude stamp of approval on that one. Send yeah, that absolutely. Petitions dot org or whatever the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> G- give all babies colon. All babies double colon. <laughs> yeah. Just like just just like the colon of like whoever died last in the hospital, you know. Right. Take that colon out, put it in the baby. Then they're yeah. then they're what they're take out their appendix first and then where the right. appendix was you put in the second colon. It's a, such a good point. Why don't yeah. people do more surgeries on babies, you know? I think I mean there's so many things you can do that would mitigate future issues down it's the true. line. There's like I mean they're right there in the hospital, you have like the knot, the scalpels and stuff. Like you might as well just get it all done right now, you know? Right. It's a good point. This makes That's a lot probably... more sense. I feel like that's how, like, that might even be how, like, the, the Bene Gesserit, like, breeding program started. They were Prop, like, you yeah. know what? we should do yeah. more to these babies. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think that's definitely why, part of it. Why is no one harnessing the infinite 
potential of changing babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it it, it feels like something that the Tyloxy would would do too. You know. Yes. We we, totally. we could learn a few things from these these different orders. Even the honored absolutely. Maters. Yeah, we could learn a lot from the honored. We could learn a lot. I mean, as, I'm talking as Waff showed us. Sex. As Waff showed us, yes. I'm talking sex with a capital stuff. with a capital S. Yeah. Uh huh. So. And an E and a, a triple X. A triple yeah. S <laughs> in sex. There we go. Yeah. And we, we are not we we are not done with them yet. No, no, that's, that's for in sure. In fact, we're getting we're getting like a super evil honored mater. We get like yeah. the honored mater alien queen. Yep. From aliens, queen bitch, if you will. Yeah, the boss. We made this joke before, but I mean, like the true boss witch here. Yes. You know? Yep. Yep. And presumably, I guess we'll see. Yeah, this is um I mean, we we can jump into it, but uh this looks like it's the shortest gap between books at the, at, at start. It might well, be it might be tough cuz I mean, obviously uh Dune to Dune Messiah is only 9 years, but Yeah. It's not specified. Think... There is a couple of small time jumps as, as well with within the first few chapters, but there is, interestingly enough. Yeah. Definitely we go through some years here. But if we're talking about the end of Heretics and the very beginning of Chapter House, um, yeah, this could be the shortest jump. I think could it's be. pretty close. I mean, we don't know for sure, but... No. Um, but just like how, you know, like upon finishing God Emperor, and it's like, where do we go from here? I remember us talking about, like, the first sentence of Heretics being like, oh, shit, like, it's 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 about the Duncan Gola, you know? Yeah. And we were like, you know, like, right, right out of the gates, it's like, okay, so we're being put here. And similarly, the first sentence of Chapter House reads, when the Gola baby was delivered from the first Bene Gesserit axolotl tank, Mother Superior Darwi Odrade ordered a quiet celebration in her private dining room atop Central. And you're like, I feel like wait, the... another yeah. Duncan? Well, I mean, this one sentence tells us so much. It does. It, well, yeah. First off, first off, I mean, my, my thought is like, okay, we're getting another Duncan. Something happened to yeah, the old one, whatever. Right, 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 right. Um, then the first B'nai Gesserit axolotl tank, you're like, what the fuck? Right. What and then Mother Superior yes. Odrade. So she does the title stick did the, the role. title did yeah. stick, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this like I, I feel like Herbert really knew what he was doing opening this book. Yeah, no, you're uh, absolutely right. Yeah, it th that's a that is a jam packed uh first sentence. It really is. Yeah. So I I really like that. Um but yeah, I mean, finding out that the Gola is not Duncan is fucking bonkers. I mean, huh? especially with who it actually is. Yes! It's not just anybody. No, it's not. We get baby tag. Baby tag. Wow. 
Yeah. I mean, it, it makes me happy. It made me happy. I don't know. I'm 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 psyched to have uh, uh you know some some form of tag still around. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Tag was uh, a major standout character yeah. in Heretics, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's interesting. So much of what I liked about Tag, or that I think like I appreciated about his character in Heretics, was like, you know, a lot of a lot of his action and personality like has to do with the fact that he is so old. You know, like yes, Tag has to do all of these things in spite of the fact that he has like reached his expiration date, like from the very day he comes out of retirement and heretics, everyone kind of knows that his number is up. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. But he, he's called back into service even so, cause he's still the best, you know? Um, and so like for, you know, for him to overcome so many obstacles in heretics, um, in spite of his age. And then, to feel like we are, you know, not not only is Tag like born again here, of course, like as a Gola, but like he's born with, just like all the Golas are, with like the knowledge and like some kind of latent experience from their previous life. Like, yeah, this Tag in Chapter House has every reason to be better in, in some ways than the original because like he's already working from a place of advantage you know he's not just a baby he's not just seven you know like whenever he reaches whatever age like yeah and i mean what like my thoughts were like um you know what happens if if like when when they unlock his goal of memories when they put him through that transformation that we don't just get like complete tag we get super tag from the end yes. of heretics right yes like that's very. That's a very possible thing that that could, you know, just pop out. It totally is. Yeah. Um, I really, I really don't know. Can you hear the rain here? It just started coming down pretty hard. I can hear a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully that's. Hopefully that's like a comforting kind yes. of. Uh, right. I think like that's an ASMR what kind of thing. In that's the what every listener will, will will think of it as. Yeah. All right. Nice. I just don't want to be distracting. No, it's all good. Um, yeah. So the so the first chapter, uh, it's 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 Tag being born, and and then like kind of a conversation between um, Odrade as the mother superior and then Belanda and uh, Tamalane. Yeah. They were both Reverend mothers in the previous book as well. So they're still around too. Um, Tamalane was mentioned, but like not really important. Mm -hmm. Belanda had more of a role to play as we remember. She's back here kind of in full force. Um, but yeah, I mean the biggest thing like, dude, I, I'm just going to read the line because it's the next crazy thing to talk about. But like Odrade says, it isn't every woman who can preside at the birth of her own father. <laughs> I mean, like that, that line only comes like two or three sentences after the first I know. one. Yeah. So, yeah. 
the the revelation that this Gola is not Duncan and it's in fact Teg yeah. comes comes quickly. It does. And like that line, like I love Herbert's a little cheeky about it because he doesn't just say like, "Oh, it's Teg," you know, like, but you get what she's saying, you know. Yeah, you do. And I mean, the way she she says it, and uh, she says it more than once to rile Blonda up, which is mm. really funny to me. Yes. Because she was the only one that didn't laugh, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, she has the demeanor of Gurney from the Dune trailer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <right. laughs> they probably uh, based Gurney's character after, uh, you know, Odrada. Yeah. No, of course. Belanda. I mean, Belanda. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. I know you do. I know you do. Um, and then Belanda said... I am laughing. <laughs> Classic Belanda. Classic. Yeah. Um, but but this shit was was real nuts. I mean. Yeah, for real. Um, I guess I'll try not to harp on that too much more. But like. And there's, of course, more to talk about with Odrade and, and young Teg. But yeah. what a place to start the story. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. it does make you think, though, too, because, like, there's not a lot of markers, but, like, how long does it take for them to create the, the Bene Gesserit axolotl tank, you know? Right. Like, that's that, that seems like something that should take a little bit of time, but I guess with the information that they got from the Tleiloxu, might be faster. And then also... Like, that is, it's still fucked up that, that, like, they're making use of that technology. Yeah. And that's not really talked about yet, or much. No, and, you know, even more than that, like, the revelation at the end of Heretics is that the Axolotl tanks are the, uh, the Tleilaxu females, females. so it's like, is the Bene Gesserit Axolotl tank, like... A, a Bene Gesserit woman who has been like mutated or transformed into a tank, you know? I mean, you got to think that they're actual living people that, I mean, maybe they were genetically uh, like, like created just for that reason. Like, I don't know. It's hard to. Right. Like a, like a chair dog, but a person like a chair dog, but a, yes, precisely. Maybe you, you kind of limit the mental function. Yeah. You know, you're just like, well, you're just a womb, right? Yep, precisely, yeah. You you just make everything, you know, all their attributes go go towards this one function that they they are used for, you know? Um, Yeah, I don't know. Which, I mean, is is fucked up, of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I wonder if we're going to get any more... um, detail about that or if it'll just it'll just be like a footnote like a, like a chair dog yeah and i mean we know all too well at this point that it could very easily go either way very well like, yeah yep you could yep. go into like complete you know like insane depth where it's like the major fulcrum like the plot yes. of the entire story yeah or it's just never talked about again yeah it doesn't matter. yeah we have no like, way of knowing uh until which it is ridiculous yeah i really Herbert is such a motherfucker when he writes his stories. Yes, but, he sure is. He sure is. Um, what a reverend motherfucker 
Oh, that's that's a maybe that's the the episode title. Maybe it is. Mm. Maybe it is. Um, but yeah, okay. So I'm gonna. I have a I have a couple notes here. You know, it's been a little while since since we had a chance. I think we've had some time from the reading to the podcast here, right? Yeah, um, I mean. I I read uh, the first few chapters like a week ago, and then I, I, I kind of crammed the the last few today. But sorry, but here's the thing that I was going to tell you. Yes, um, I did fuck up again. You fuck. How many chapters did you read? Six. I accidentally read six. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just you just gotta check. I do. I do. I can't you count. You don't. You I don't. Do. No. If after you every chapter, after every chapter, I do check. But here's the thing. So- Okay. I get it. I get it wrong. I count incorrectly, and then I just or I forget, yeah. and then yeah. So that's that's where I we're know. at. You do you do have problems with counting? I do. I can like I told you before. I can only count to um, what's that number? Seventy two. Hmm. And after that, it's like the people of the scattering. Like it, they exactly. they exist. We know they, they exist. We, but yes. It's just a mystery. Precisely. It's just, just a total after that, mystery. It's beyond your uh, your scope. Yes, it's just yep. gone. Yep. To be fair, though, seventy two is a great number. It is. It's you a good, could, it's you a could good do one your times tables nine times eight, like mm-hmm. through it's nine good, times eight. Like it's a, a good one to end champion. on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But nine times nine, you're fucked. I'm out of luck. Sol. Uh, yeah, that's whatever, dude all good um for my copy oh that's the other thing do we have the same copy by the way oh let's see um because i have this hardcover because we we on the back of our book we both have this picture of herbert right we do yeah we have the same cover and back cover same but the only thing is though is the copy that i ordered didn't have a cover and so then i i ordered the cover separately Okay, so when you take off your cover, does it look like this? Uh, let me see. I know this is riveting uh, podcast material, but it does. I just wanna... It does. It does. I think. I think, I think you and I have the same yeah, copy. I think so too. Is that a first? That's an app, definitely a first. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Even our even our original Dune copy, I believe, was was different. Yeah. Um, does that mean our our page numbers will be the same? I think so. Yeah. And I want to mention for my copy, and I think yours, the middle of page 11. So still in the first chapter. But I, I want to talk about, let's see if I can find the line. Um, yeah. So just about the middle of page 11, it says, Tag represented too many disturbing unknowns and possibilities. Mystery surrounded the period before his death in the destruction of Dune. He did something on Gamu to ignite the unbridled fury of the Honored Maters. His suicidal stand on Dune should not have been enough to bring this berserk response. First off, do you see that? Do we I have do. the same yep. shit? We have the same shit. Nice. Yep. Secondly, I wanted to call attention to that part because I thought the reasoning behind the destruction of Arrakis was already made clear at the end of Heretics. It was because the Duncan Gola was too powerful to be kept alive. Yeah. Like, like Herbert, 
spells that out. I could fucking pick up the copy of Heretics of Dune right now and find that fucking page. And I swear it says that yes. Arrakis was destroyed because of Duncan. Yes, you were right. You were right. Um, so why is Odrade focusing on this and attributing the destruction of Arrakis to Teg? My thought on it, my thought is that this is not in regards to the destruction of Arrakis. Okay. It. She's saying that what he did in during the destruction of Arrakis to them is is what has released released their unbridled fury towards the Bene Gesserit afterwards. Oh. So not necessarily what caught, because that, that was Duncan, that they thought they had to burn it all up just so they knew Duncan was gone. Um, right. But now they're they're hunting Bene Gesserit, and it seems like not just because they're looking for Duncan, they, they just want to exterminate them. Oh, you, okay. I'm glad I brought that up. Yeah, that's, kind of, that's what I, I think. I didn't make that connection, but I think you're totally right. I think you're totally right. That's good. Which which is like, what did he do? Did he do something more super well, superhuman and that and you know fucked them up? Yeah, really good? Herbert is opening up more mystery where it felt like we knew all the facts. Yeah, but it turns out something happens. Yeah, on the on the fucking ground level of Arrakis. There. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is very intriguing. It is to think about. It is. It's also very weird to keep, to think that Nat, like Arrakis is gone. It's got where we spent all of our time. It's yeah. gone. Okay. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to use this as a segue to talk about that quickly too. Yeah. Um, because one of the things that I recognized after we had our three and a half hour discussion on the ending of Heretics of Dune is we didn't talk about yeah. the fact that Arrakis was destroyed. Mm-hmm. The planet, Connor. I know. The whole planet. We didn't talk about it. We didn't yeah, that's pretty insane of us. It is. But I think that that us not discussing it is like a a consequence of its lack of focus in the ending of Heretics itself. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I want to mention that because we had issues with the ending of Heretics, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. the pacing of it's kind of all over the place. Things happen way too fast at the very end. Yes. It makes me realize that so many, so many of the pieces for Heretics to be like far and away one of the very unequivocally best Dune novels is right there. Herbert destroys Arrakis in the ending of the novel, and it feels like it doesn't happen. Yeah. And, like, that is one of the things that Herbert kind of does, is he can make these, like, grandiose, pivotal changes in his world, but either they'll happen, like, off-page... Yep. ...or he describes it very briskly. Like, I... Yes. My mind still always goes back to... Uh, like the siege of Arakeen in the first book mm-hmm. when Paul is riding the worms and like setting off fucking nuclear bombs on the mm-hmm. on the fucking siege wall, like the shield wall, like like that that shit. Any other author could spend fifty pages on that, and Herbert talks about it in two. You know? Yeah, yeah, you're right. 
And that works well enough in the first Dune novel. He pulls off that trick many times. But the fact that at the ending of Heretics of Dune, Herbert makes the bold and, um, frankly, amazing decision to destroy Arrakis, to, to be the author of this series, and to also know you're continuing to write books and to fucking glass the planet is oh, no. baller as hell. Yeah, That's absolutely. Some sick shit. I absolutely. love him for doing that. So why doesn't the ending focus on that? How how is that not the ending? I know. Of the book. Yeah, I know. It it's so weird because it is and it isn't. It's it's it should be such a climactic moment though. Yes. It, it should be something accentuated and focused upon and dramatic, but yeah, it's 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 very much not the focus. Yeah. I it's, think it's cuz None of the characters really care, you know, like... No, no one talks about it afterwards. No. The The book has, like, other things, and there certainly are a lot of things to wrap up, as there always are, you know? Um, but holy shit. Reading the beginning of Chapter House here and getting to that point made me think about that ending again. And I'm, like, still so frustrated because... <laughs> Like, why? I don't know. I feel like it could have just worked so well if... If the... If, you know, like... It's weird, because, like, I'm, I'm trying to describe it... And the way that I describe it is kind of what happens in the book. I just think Herbert should have read about it or written it differently. But, like, you know, like, we should have all the characters, like, on Arrakis... And then, like, there's this foreboding feeling, and they look up in the sky, and they see, like, the Honored Mater's, like, super ships with their giant-ass fucking laser cannons, like, hanging in the sky, like Star Destroyers or some shit. Yeah. Like, this needs to be, like, the fucking biggest thing in the entire Dune series. And it just doesn't I know. matter. Um, and it, I guess the last thing I'll say on it is... When I was voicing some of those frustrations on the previous episode discussing the end of Heretics, I was kind of considering, like, hey, maybe this ends in such a abrupt and hurried way because it's not really an ending. Maybe Chapter House continues these, these, these threads. And sure enough, Chapter House already is kind of shaping up to be, like, more of yeah. Heretics in mm -hmm. a way. Like, yep. of course it'll be different. Of course it'll be separated. But... It's very much continuing the same story. So, like, in some ways it's interesting that Herbert is is kind of, like, laying the seeds for deepening the mystery of, like, what might have happened on Arrakis during those final moments. So I might think about this moment differently going through Chapter House, and I wonder if that'll change. But as it stands... Holy shit, Connor. Does it feel like the biggest missed ball in like all of fucking sci-fi literature? Like how do you let that shit go by you? Yeah, it it, it is pretty mind-boggling. I mean, it just is it's another example of uh, how Herbert his priorities are very different to ours or more atypical sci-fi writers um 
and yeah, it, it can definitely be, be frustrating at at a time. My thing is like like it makes sense because none of the characters we were following, besides for one, is even a native to Arrakis. Um, but I would have liked at least one moment at the end with Shiana, you know, kind of mourning the loss of her home or something. I don't. I mean, it's even tough for her though because her home really was destroyed before you know Arrakis was destroyed. Her her village, True. you know. So it's. It's like a, at this point, it's really a place where people don't really have many connections to, or the the characters we follow don't. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's tough. I wonder, I wonder how much its its presence will will linger on throughout this. I mean, so far it is. Um, I think it's inevitable. Um, but yeah, I, I I I would also like some closure. Yeah. I mean, how destroyed is it even? You know. Like, yeah, I mean that's yet to be seen. Is there a, is there a surface for people to like still inhabit? Yep, that or is, is yet to be seen. Fucking disintegrated. Just um, dust. I I get the feeling that it it remains, but is inhospitable. Um, yeah, but that's kind of already the state of Arrakis. Yes, at very the beginning close. Of Dune, so. Yeah, I mean they could they could terraform it once more, potentially yeah. restore it. Maybe that's a plot. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's a Brian Herbert thing. Who knows? <laughs> maybe so. All right. Um, uh, uh, sorry, I'm just looking at my notes yeah holy shit um i had a bunch in chapter one and then like not a lot in the others all right i'm gonna i'm gonna go through just a couple more in one and then we'll we'll go through the other ones a little quicker i swear sure yeah it works connor i swear to you i know i know i i believe you i do because i made a whole point of talking about not getting stuck in shit i believe that's your intention for sure so it's like you know this this feels like I'm not doing it, but like we got to get through chapter one, and then like two, three, four, five will all fall into place. Yeah, let's go for it. All right. Um, there's this part where Odrade is viewing the orchards from her window, and like kind of reflecting in, on how it brings her a sense of calm. And um, I really liked that part because it feels like a subtle nod to Terraza living inside of her. Because Terraza f- made a point of mentioning that in Heretics, I really like that Herbert doesn't just outright say, like, oh, and then Terraza's inner voice was like, man, those orchards are fucking cool. Like, he kind of just lets the moment be. Um, and that's what I got out of it. And I, I really liked that there's that connection to the orchards, um, that it represents, like, a kind of. Uh, comfort and peacefulness and like Tag even finds that too in, in the chapter where he kind of grows up with Odrade you know that's all throughout the orchards so like that that was associated with Taraz's character um, I think is really really cool to just like focus in on and be like oh yeah like this could be a consequence of them merging at the end of Heretics yeah I bet something that totally passed me by uh, that's 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 a really nice touch. I think that was 
probably intentional. That's yeah. That, that's a. It's a very nice thought. Thank you. Um, and then let's see. On page thirteen. Oh boy. Let's see. On page thirteen. Um. What line am I looking for? Um, oh, okay. So it's at the top. It says, that was the Bene, Get Oof. The Bene Gesserit view of history. Ancient Santayana's words resonating in their lives. Those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. Now... I want to talk about that line in relation to the line of the opening passage of this chapter, which reads, Those who would repeat the past must control the teaching of history. Bene Gesserit Coda. So I'm going to read those two lines again quickly, because I feel like there's like a, a friction between them. So we have... Those who would repeat the past must control the teaching of history and select from the past. Oh, fuck. Wait, no. And those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. So here's what I want to say about that. Uh, because Herbert is at once saying from the first line, from the one that's the opening passage... If you know history and you know what you're doing, you can choose to repeat it. Or if you don't know what you're doing and you don't know any history, you are doomed to repeat it. But my takeaway from this is that no matter what, history will repeat itself. And that, like, the only thing you can change is whether you are in control of that repetition or if that repetition is in control of you. You see what I mean? Yeah, no, I I, I totally get what you're saying. I think the big difference is, you know, um, <clears throat> to keep that control or the illusion of being in control, if you repeat history, um, then you have to go back and, and change the history book so nobody finds you out. You know, that's kind of... Whereas you do know, but you know, if you do know the past and you don't repeat history, then there's no need to, to use that control as, as we kind of saw in the end of uh, heretics when they were going back and kind of rewriting the Bene Gesserit history to make it more factual. So, yeah, I, th I think it is like a, uh, it's, it's kind of an extra grip you have to have, um, if you're going to go about doing things that way you know you can't let everyone know that you repeat these mistakes that were uh you know f forewarned of you you know if, if you had just you know looked at them yeah but there's more than just mistakes to repeat throughout history too right like it's always used as a warning where it's like those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it but like I think Herbert's also commenting on the fact that, like, um, history can be intentionally repeated 
to the advantage of the repeater, you know, that it's, it's yeah, not yeah, just yeah. a mistake that sure. it's, it's something done to others yeah. by those who control the history. That makes sense. Yeah. But then, but then you'd be forced to control the history. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you would. Right. And that's, I think ultimately too, like the control of history is always a, like a very, you can only have the lightest grip on it. Like to think you control history too, I think would be a folly. Like I think Leto would agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Like that's kind of what was always the struggle between like the oral history and the written history. There's like the real living history that is like passed down throughout people. And then there is the recorded written history that is used to manipulate. Yes. And, and kind of like brainwash the public into a certain line of thinking to make them more, you know, docile or susceptible to control. Yeah. So like, it's always the oral history that is like most dangerous to those in control. And it's always those in control who try to have their grip on the written history. They don't really have a hold on the other. Yeah, I think that's I think you're absolutely right. Um, which I think is is what Odrade's leadership of the Bene Gesserit is tr- maybe trying to move against. I I think so too. It's kind of like a recognition that to have like those those static historical records like can be dangerous yeah like the 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 Benny Gesserit and the reverend mothers you proud of me by the way this yeah you're doing Gesserit great you're doing really you. good so yeah, far okay yeah thank you thank you um like the Benny Gesserit and the reverend mothers kind of have this amazing advantage where like be, because these past lives live inside of so many of them um that they can almost keep the oral history like a written history if they if 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 enough of them like focus on keeping that history you know like they they kind of had been so caught up in keeping these records through chapter house that they've almost been like neglecting uh I think like the living memories in, inside of them and, and Herbert's kind of commenting on like, maybe that's their strength to lean more on those. Yeah. Yeah. That that's, that could very well be the case. Um, the only other thing, Jesus Christ, I know, okay. it's, it's okay. but the only other thing that I think is interesting about this too, is like, if you take the idea that if either one, those who know their history will repeat it, in order to control history or those who don't know history are doomed to repeat it because they don't know history. You also kind of get this idea that regardless of what you do, that history will repeat itself. Like, I don't think you can stop the repetition of history, whether you're aware of it or not. Um, 
And I think that's also important because we ended our discussion of <clears throat> Heretics of Dune. Um, with this idea of intent, like that Teg and the Honored Maters both control people, you know, yeah. uh, but that their intent makes the difference. And I think similarly... I think Herbert is like still exploring this idea of intent that like the observable actions of people who do and don't know the past might be the same or might cause the same outcome, but their intent in whether they do know it or don't know it is like everything, even yeah. if the same thing would happen at the end of it, you know? Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, so there's that. And then the only other things I have in this chapter, apparently there's 1,100 Reverend Mothers total that's mentioned somewhere in this chapter. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the number's getting lower. Yeah, I I wasn't really sure how many there'd be, but that's that's what they say. 1,100. Sounds like a low number to me. And then um, I just, my my last note is this idea of Oh shit, you know what? It's right here. I love when I open a page. And Hell it's just yeah. Right there. This is still on page 13. In fact, I'm just going to read this little section because it just says all the shit I'm saying. Go for it. 1100 Reverend Mothers and the Fates alone knew how many acolytes, postulants, and others, dead or worse, because of that one word. The word to destroy the uh, planet, I think they were on. Um, not to mention all of the other, this is in quotes, ordinary lives existing in the Bene Gesserit shadow. Okay, this is truly the last thing for me to mention in this chapter. But I want to focus on this too, because I think it's another thing that Herbert uses to subtly highlight the similarities between the Bene Gesserit and the Honor Maters. And yeah. that the thing that really differentiates them in a lot of ways is their language and their intent. Yeah, absolutely. Because at the end of Heretics, we see that uh, the Honored Maters have this idea of people below them. They're called the Muck. The Muck, yep. The Muck is unequivocally bad. The yes. Muck can never mean anything like, oh, well, they're nice people, but like they're the Muck. Like the Muck, the Honored Maters just think they're the worst, lowest pieces of shit, Stupid, mindless drones just bumbling through life and then waiting to die. Like, exactly. They're just the fucking worst. Yep. And the Bene Gesserit is like the fucking Democratic Party. And they're like, well, we think the same yeah. thing, but we have a different label for it. They're exactly. called Ordinary Lives. Exactly. It. <clears throat> but it's the same fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's the same thing. It is the they same don't thing. care. Yeah. No, so, not really. When I got to that point too at the end of the chapter, I was like, "All right." I mean, like it's interesting. Like our main characters were following the Bene Gesserit, of course. Still, like they're kind of in the role of our protagonists, and and Herbert's also done a lot of work so far into playing with the idea that the, that the protagonist is not the hero. Always, yeah. Right. So. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that if the Bene Gesserit are doing something, it is endorsed or good. So, um, 
Uh, yeah, just just that Odrade, like, even mentions that. Just that it's in the text and that she kind of, like, admits it to herself, um, I thought was so telling that yeah. they have this other word for it. Ordinary lives. And I was like, I see right through. Yeah, it is very funny. I, I think your comparison is, is, uh, is, is pretty appropriate there. Um, yeah, I mean, they, it's, it's more like there's, yeah, they, they, they put on a nice facade, you know, um, using different sweeter names and different terminology for largely the same thing. And maybe they even realize that they need the ordinary lives, you know, to be thriving somewhat, um, for their benefit. Whereas, you know, the honored maiders, they, they need them to never be thriving or and they, they think that is maybe the, uh, the way they keep power. Um, so yeah, different, different tactics, but ultimately the same sort of strategy. Yeah, totally. Um, we'll see how that does or doesn't, you know, crop up throughout the rest yeah, of this book. Yeah. But all right. <clears throat> Thank you for humoring me. That's what I want to say about Thank chapter you. one. Chapter one of chapter house. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else you would like to mention before we uh, just breeze through these next four? You covered it all. You covered all. You covered everything. I this first chapter made me think a lot of thoughts. <laughs> all right, but I yes. do have to pee. That's what I thought. That concludes That's our okay. first I'll, hour. I'll grab another beer. Our first hour. On to hour two. Hour AKA, two is going to be the next four chapters. Don't worry. AKA We're going to have last two hour. hours here. Yes, our last hour. Okay. All right. BRB. Hello, dear listeners. Do you enjoy playing video games with your best friends? Then I have the pod for you. I'm Philip, host of The Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. Each week, my co-host, Nave, and I break down a cooperative experience in gaming. And we are always looking for new co-op partners to join us. So come play with us on the Gaming Together podcast. So I'm standing over this toilet taking a piss and I'm playing my Pokemon and I dropped it in the toilet. I remember the Game Boy just right, tumbling man, in the water. I'm, I'm here. And I remember screaming for my mom trying to get this Game Boy. Wait, how old are you? And she yelled at me. She yelled at me. Oh I was my god. Just traumatized. I was like, no, my, my Pokemon. That's Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. Come on down, co op partners. Ites. So, chapter two. Uh, let's see what the fuck chapter two was. It's probably the tag thing, I think. I think that's all tag here. Um, oh, no! No, no, no. Chapter two is the Honor Maters. That's the Honor Maters, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, oh, but let me quickly read the uh, opening passage of this chapter. I'd like to talk about this. Please briefly. do. When I set out to lead humanity along my golden path, I promised a lesson their bones would remember. I know a profound pattern humans deny with their words, even while their actions affirm it. They say they seek security and quiet, conditions they call peace. Even as they speak, 
they create seeds of turmoil and violence. Leto II, the God Emperor. Yes, indeed. The worm, that, the myth, does, the legend. <laughs> does hearing that opening passage does that does anything spring to mind for you? I'm not I'm not talking about anything specific, but I mean like, is there anything that you would want to say about that? Uh, nothing's coming to mind, but obviously something came to your mind. Well. I mean, um, it's one of those, it's one of those passages, I think, that, like, um, that you could, like, take out of a Dune novel and put it into pretty much anything else, and, yeah. like, people would still stop yep. and pay attention to it, like... Of course, like, the Golden Path thing is like, well, what's that? But, I mean, like, the rest of it, I think, is... is Pretty, pretty applicable to... Right, just to some, like, classic Herbert philosophizing. Oh, uh, Absolutely. sorry. Frank Herbert, by the way, just in case... Her, no, sorry. Herbert, comma, Franklin. Right, I don't want there to be any confusion. No. Can't have that. Um... Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I want to say about that. I my only note for chapter two is, damn, that opening passage was really good, and I yeah I think it is. So I'm, is. I'm still happy to like remark on it. It's um, it's it's kind of it's funny that we're still getting really great Leto quotes two books after yeah his, after his demise. Yeah. Yes, I think that's a big thing, like the fact that it's it's Leto being the one to say it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's everything that that is said by him is more impactful just because of I mean we know we know where it comes from. Right. I I guess what it makes me think of like Leto says um peace, you know, humans say they seek peace and security or they seek quiet and security. That's the condition they call peace. So, yeah, yeah. one, Leto, and of course Herbert, but, you know, is is very fixated on language. Leto would never shut the fuck up about language, yeah. you know? Yeah, And the fact that, one, he takes the time to break down, you know, that peace is just a label given to a set of conditions, yes. right? Um, to examine that through, like, this kind of separated lens, from the perspective of something non-human observing what humans say they want, you know? Yeah. But also, like, you know, through reading God Emperor, that's kind of the point, right? That Leto created, and it was named such, peace, yeah, right? Leto's peace. peace throughout the entire galaxy. And so when people have peace... Or when peace is forced upon people for, you know, thousands of years, however the fuck long it was, um, you know that that's not what people really want. That's not something that will satisfy any human. It's it's the the point is that it's the 
it's the desire for the goal that drives humanity rather than the attainability of it. And I think that's important when when thinking about Chapter House because we're kind of thrown into the midst of this great confrontation between the Bene Gesserit and the Honor Maters. And I think it would be easy. Like, the characters are like, oh, this sucks. The Honor Maters are fucking wrecking us. You know, like, everyone's getting fucking killed. This is the worst. And here's Leto, his voice, like, resonating from Eon's past. And he's like, this seems bad. And it will always seem bad. But it's actually what people want. It's what you will always coalesce back into as a species. Yeah. Because, like, peace is not only... It's not even that peace is unattainable. Like, Leto kind of proves that you can create a peaceful universe through violent means, but... In his own way, like, he shows that you can have it. And when people do have it, they rail against it, you know? And yeah. that, like, conflict is, like, the natural state of uh, of humanity. I think it's, like, a very, like, Darwinian kind of Well, exa- that's exactly what it thought. is. Yeah, Leto, Leto, and by extension, Herbert, comma, Franklin. Um, I mean, the whole golden path is, it's, it is an approach that is maybe theorizing that you know humans need to be it's like you know they they need to live under like kind of individualistic freedom oriented um you know models i guess you know and that they that they are not truly free um if if they are controlled by any anybody or anything you know that's that's the exact thing that that duncan was you know, fighting for uh, in God Emperor. Um, and that was the lesson that, you know, Lita wanted to kind of teach everybody. He kind of wants a whole society of of these, you know, um, uh, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, um free human beings that that can go and do whatever they want and they all have their their own um you know separate impetuses for for whatever they're going and there's all and 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 they all have you know drives personal drives um that that are unique i think and uh it's it's like a very in my in my eyes it's like a very uh idealistic libertarian-ish uh, standpoint, you know, um, and we're we're kind of seeing more of that now, and not like the I don't know, not like the libertarian weirdos we see much today. It's 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 all kind of based uh, around this idea of personal freedom, which which could also you know really be applied to you know anarchism or. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, other kind of um, ideologies. Well, I, don't give Herbert too much credit. I don't think he's advocating for anarchy here either. But. No, I, I, I don't think he is. I mean, he he's he I think he, he was pretty much always kind of a classic libertarian. I, OK, I mean, yeah, that's I do think his libertarianism is. 
but different I, I, and maybe more idealistic. I also want to say, but, but that's that's not have. like a, a class, a classic libertarian from the '60s to '80s is not what we what, what we have today. It's not the same thing. Yeah, um, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Um, but I mean, even you know, it's it's uh, funny because because even in this, um, actually, no, I don't want to. I don't want to say anything. I think I might be from the chapter that I read. That was, <laughs> that was <laughs> the extra bastard. one. I don't want to talk about it. But anyways, so, a lot of okay, these things yeah. they're 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 very appealing, and like I I agree, like it's they're they're hard to disagree with, you know. Like as people, like yeah, that that freedom is is totally appealing, and um, it just it's it's interesting in in, in how it's applied, you know, um, and, and and what it means for the future, like. Um, I mean, personal freedom is great, but we all gotta work together. And uh, the the Bene Gesserit is a good example of of that. And I hope you know their their tensions can can be mitigated and 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 they can you know uh, be victorious against the honored maiders. Um, which I don't I don't think it's in this chapter, but in in one of the chapters they they compare the honored maiders reign to Toledo's. Um, maybe that's the chapter, the extra chapter. That it, I read. it could be the chapter you read. Cause I feel like if I came across that line, it would really, I'd probably have a note on that. Oopsies. But, uh, it's okay. It's all good. Um, but yeah, I don't think I came across that one. Um, but I, that will be an interesting thing to discuss next episode. <laughs> Um, not, not surprising though, because like we, we kind of talked about the honored mater. Wait, sorry. Did you say it's the honored maters that are mimicking Leto or the Bene Gesserit? Honored maters. I see. Yeah. To, to kind of like crush and subjugate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll think more about that one. We'll see what I come across in uh, my next chapter. Um, but at any rate, so that's our opening passage here. That's our opening passage. I mean, do you have any thoughts on on what I said? I don't really have a point. I'm just oh, um, I'm, I'm just talking about how how it comes across and what I think the um, what the intent is. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Herbert focusing in on like the personal freedoms of people, I think is really spot on. I like that. I like that that's your reading of it because I think it's more true to what he would have thought. Like my thought reading it was like, um, kind of like a species wide predisposition for violence and how that's kind of like baked into the evolutionary yeah. code of people. Not to say that Herbert couldn't also think that or that that thought negates what you're saying, but what I like about what you said and how I think it, it, changes the perspective um is that really due to leto's reign and what leto always wanted as an outcome was like you said a individualistic driven free thinking autonomous yes humanity yep and i think the real truth to be gleaned from that is that if you have enough people who are all capable of their own individual free thought, 
you will inevitably have conflict. Absolutely. You cannot have the amount of people that exist. You maybe couldn't even have two people, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. Um, Adam and Eve, for fuck's sake. Yeah, you know, like, no matter what level you're at, you know, uh, and and the more people you have will will extrapolate those possibilities of conflicts and exacerbate that. So, like, the more people you have, the more potential and the grander scope of conflict, like, can be created. And so I, I do think it's maybe more of a commentary on, like, well, the Bene Gesserit and the Honored Maters when you boil it all down are two relatively close, but different enough schools of thought that they cannot coexist with one another. You know, it feels when I spell it out like that, to me, my first thought is like the Abrahamic religions where it's like, Oh yeah, dude, Christians and Muslims and Jewish people all technically worship the same God. So, like, that should be cool, right? They all worship the same God and everything's fine. And it's like, no. No, these people will kill each other for fucking thousands of years. Oh, you know? man. Fuck. Uh, I just thought of something from this extra chapter that I read. You know, I can't God damn it. it. I can't talk about God it God damn it, Connor. Fuck. Well, you can't talk to me about it. No, but, I can't. Uh... You know, it, it's weird to think that, like, sometimes the closer you are in thought to someone to have, like, one one or two things that differ, like, creates a stronger divide between you and that similarity rather than someone who is wholly different from yourself, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think the Honor Maters and the Bene Gesserit are poised to be arch rivals because of how similar they are and not because they're different from one another. And they just cannot occupy the same space like comfortably one will always destroy the other inevitably. yeah yeah no i think you're totally right and um i mean the big thing with the golden path is like not that this will never happen again but like you will never ever get a power that becomes so massive that they can subjugate all of humanity um for for eons again you know like like you that will never happen again because um the the shock to the system that leto provided um it's it's in their bones like he says that now they will always always fight back no matter what um and i think hopefully the you know taking down the honor maters is going to be a great um a great uh, example of of how the golden path succeeded. Yeah, yeah, be that would proof. be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, I'd like to formally announce at this point that obviously the um, the conscious decision to speed through the podcast has been completely abandoned. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're, we're, I mean we're, this is. We're on the opening passage chapter two. We will we will go faster, but I mean I feel like just I shouldn't even said anything in the beginning because it's it's, it's up. all good. This is all fucked up right now. It's based off of something that I brought up. You it's know we didn't even have to. Up. It's all kinds of fucky right now. 
We didn't have to. I mean, you're right. I quit my job. I can phone it in tomorrow. I, yeah, you know. I but now I feel like I kind of made. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to make you. Uh, you know, not 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 feel bad, but like you know, you you deserve your time, man. Yeah. You do deserve your time. No, doing dudes is the priority. You know. <laughs> I mean, we have yeah. like 125 followers now, so. Yeah, we're doing this for them. We uh, well, the the funny thing is, is that I think I figured out Twitter, but I'm assuming that no one listens to our podcast still. So no, I, I think tw- Twitter does not equate listeners to podcasts. Absolutely that is for not. Sure. Absolutely not. So no, they they follow us for the memes. Yes, but Twitter, yeah, that has been fun. That's yep. been fun. I think you're um, the king of the meme. I think you're the king of the Dune memes. I don't. I would not. I would you are not up say there. Game, you are up there. That is for um, sure. I'm, you know, I'm figuring it out. Oh, speaking of, we got to change our Twitter name now too. Yes. Yeah. I was thinking, um, uh, ch- I know we've been doing like Dune Dudes colon, but I was yeah. thinking just Chapter House Dude. Ooh, that's good. That's, yeah. that's nice and simple. I like that. Right. So, um, I'll update it after. Don't worry. I can do it. No, 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 no. It feels like it's kind of my thing now. All right, fine. You're, I mean, you're not going to do it. I'll just, I'll just do it. No, what do you mean? I'm not going to do it. This is the one thing I do. Are you posting on the fucking Dune Dude Twitter? No, but I, but I follow people. And, uh, you, you do. I do see that. Yeah. I'm actually, I, I've noticed that and I'm a little, I, I feel like you got to keep, you got to keep the follower count down. You can't follow the same amount of people. No, I, well, it's you. not. I, I make sure the ratio is, is fine. The ratio is fine. Okay. We're, we're, we, Whatever, we, you and I, we're doing we it together. Not, I mean, we are not one-to-one anymore. We are not one-to-one anymore. We're doing it together. I'm so. just saying, my role is the more the, the administrative tasks. Like I post <laughs> I post about the new... I tweet about the new episodes when they come out. Yes, and yeah. you'll always have to do that. I'll yes. never do that. I know, and I'm fine with that. I'm, I, I'll play my role, you play yours. You know, I'll change the okay. name. Well, I want to I wanna <laughs> do that, though. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so chapter two. Really what happens here is we are introduced to the big bad of the Honor Maters. She's called the Spider Queen by the Bene Gesserit. She kind of adopts the name, it seems like. Yeah. And, um... She's like, so so that's what they call me. Yes, right. So She's kind of me. amused by it. Fittingly, she has a Bene Gesserit trapped... Oop! You fucked up. Oh fuck! I did a Jesserit. God damn it! Hey, it's not bad. So that's not bad. I so could have sworn. I could have sworn I said it. So I was like, "What are you talking?" Wow, that one was really. Uh, that came from my bones, you know. I know. It's I know. Uh, yeah. Uh, they have a Bene Gesserit trapped by Shiga Wire, and it made me think of like a spider's web. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. we've seen Shiga Wire plenty of times before, particularly when um when Jessica and Duncan are trapped in the Carino um the the Carino Palace or whatever by um. When Sisha? Yeah, when Sisha and her son. Oh, and Faridin. Faridin, yeah. Yeah. Um, But it's it's cool to see. That's a violent scene. That's a what? It's a very violent scene with uh, Duncan. 
yeah, breaking right. out of the forces Shigawa, the, yeah, yeah, that's, the Shiga wire to slice yeah, him. Yeah, yikes. it is. But that's I guess what's cool is like I, I liked that the Shiga wire isn't just like introduced. Like of course we've had it, we've had it for a long time. Yeah. So it doesn't feel like it's just hastily brought in to fulfill this purpose. No. But I feel like Herbert kind of repurposes it to feel like a lethal web that the Bene Gesserit are trapped in, pulled yeah. by the Spider Queen. Yeah, that was right. like some cool imagery. I liked that shit. Definitely. Um, but this is just like the introductory thing. This is an incredibly short chapter. Um, I don't have anything else I want to say about it. There's more we can say, but I don't have anything else I want to. Do you? No, but it, it definitely shows the... Um, you know how the honor majors think of the Bene Gesserit. It, it, it shows just how uh, how contemptuous they, they hold them and, you know, um, how evil this Spider Queen is. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, oh, shit. Except there is one thing. I'm looking at the chapter now. There is one thing I want to say. And this gets brought back up again, which is super intriguing. Um, But here's the line. They kill the Bene Gesserit. And it reads, servants carried the body away. It would be fed to the captive Futars. Not that Futars were much use. Wouldn't breed in captivity. Wouldn't obey the most ordinary commands Solon waiting Connor we're getting futars in this book we're getting futars I know it's a big uh, a big thing a big new thing have we heard of them before well <laughs> we we did in the chapter in the chapter where Lucilla and Bursmali, um are in disguise and go through the city of Yasai. They they go through like that grimy downtown area, and they talk about all the different characters they meet and shit. Yeah, and one of them they pass by. They say it has like these glowing eyes and long fingers, and it's just like sitting in a corner holding its knees. It says. It's called a futar, and there's some kind of Tleilaxu experiment hmm. um, that the Bene Gesserit only, like, uh, hypothesized would exist. And then, like, Lucilla saw one, and they're like, oh, shit, they're real. Yeah, but, uh, I, I, but yeah, I recall that now. They were briefly touched upon in Heretics. Yeah, and so what exactly are they used for here? Well, that... <sighs> That really is the question. Because in chapter f- four, chapter four, um, we meet back up with uh, the honor maters and. Uh, 
And it's it's kind of rumored slash theorized that the Spider Queen is fucking one of them. Yeah. Which is kind of talked about as a joke, but the whole chapter takes place in like complete darkness. And so we don't really know. And even like her right hand woman is like, I don't want to know what's going on in there. Yeah. Because it sounds weird as yep. fuck. Yeah. And isn't it like so, you can't you can't imprint on them or something? I uh Yeah. I think that's true. That sounds familiar. Um But yeah, I mean they sound like just fuck fuck boys. Fuck dolls. <laughs> yeah. Um So the animators can stay sharp in their their skills. I guess. I don't know. They they sound like the the way that like um, Tleilaxu face dancers are like mules and they can't really breed. Apparently they can breed. It says they won't breed in captivity. Like to me. Or wait, futar, maybe it was that that they can't breed with the animators. I yeah probably. I don't know. But they sound like like some extreme variant of humanity. Like yeah. they sound like very bestial. So like just like anything with with absolutely anything in Dune, it's a human at the end of the day. Yeah, it's a person. But like driven to some wild extreme, to to focus completely on only one specific thing of like human evolution. They seem like yeah, but it's like what, very primal. But what do they do? I still don't know exactly what they're for. I I don't know. To me, it, it makes me feel like they're... Uh, I, I think they're like... One thing that's clear is like I think they're very dangerous. You know? Yeah. Like a feral kind of human. Like they don't seem to have any like rules of society. They probably are like very i i imagine that like they're maybe like very strong at fighting but like that's yeah. kind of all they like i don't think they can contain anything else mm-hmm. like and that they're like very like it's like that like expression of like the id like they just do the things that like maybe make them feel good whether that's killing mm-hmm. or fucking but like they don't yeah. You're not going to have a conversation with a futar, you know. They seem pretty messed up. I think that's pr- probably pretty close to what they are. But yeah. But I mean, five chapters in, it's not very clear. But like, that's that's kind of the picture I have of it. Yeah, I want uh, again something. I wonder if it'll be expanded upon or not. But probably not in this case. I don't okay. know. The fact that they were brought up twice in these first five chapters actually has me kind of kind of thinking that they will play some kind of a role even if it's just the same role that like the face dancers play to yeah play but, but think play. about how how many times the chair dog was brought up yeah but a, 500 a, times <laughs> but a, i think a chair dog is different i think i know you're right you're right i don't know i think i again we don't know but my assumption is that they're more akin to the face dancers where it's like heretics 
took the time to focus more on like the new face dancers and it ultimately didn't matter that much but like we still got a good chunk of the book talking about what they need to do in order to like take the memories and then like the fact that they can you know if they are a person for long enough they'll believe they're that person yeah yeah, you know and like blending into that role like a futar is not going to be so advanced it seems like but we might get as much focus on them yeah yeah that could be that could be true um it, it, it is interesting though that it's like leaning into more of these really deformed genetic you know uh genetically modified humans with the axolotl tanks the futar yes yeah um yeah it's it, it really is leaning into that uh that concept and it's yeah you're right it is fucked up but like just like that we i think we said when when we talked about what the cheer dogs were it's like a very realistic endpoint for humanity or like like it, it, it very well could be <laughs> something that happens right. in the future yeah like with this technology like people couldn't be trusted to not make them you know yeah exactly and and you're right too. It is more like in the earlier Dune novels when you get like Mentats and the Bene Gesserit, you know, those are just regular humans when they're born. Nothing is done to a Bene Gesserit or a Mentat upon their birth. Yeah, to change them in any way. That's something that they learn. Anyone can potentially be those things with enough training. But a Futar is created for sure yep you can't learn to become it you are it or you aren't so i do think we are getting a lot more of like the genetic modification definitely um the very last thing about chapter two that i want to say i and i think it's just setting up the stakes but i like it um it's the spider queen thinking to herself will find the witch's hiding place. It's only a matter of time. And so it sets up like very clear goals. Like, of course, the Honor Maters are going throughout the universe and destroying as many, uh, you know, Bene Gesserit planets as they can. Um, but like the ultimate prize is Chapter House. And so yes. like... Already, it just feels like it brings into a very sharp focus. Like, yes, like, this is why the book is titled as such, you know? Like, the Bene Gesserit presumably can survive no matter how many planets are destroyed, as long as they have Chapter House. And the goal of the Honor Maters is to destroy the beating heart of the Bene Gesserit itself. Yes. And so, like, they are just, like, so diametrically opposed. Like, you cannot get two stronger forces of opposition the desire to save the thing keeping your entire organization alive and the desire to destroy that same thing and uh you know this chapter just writes it out plainly but in a way that um i think just sets presumably sets up the rest of the book uh you know, in, in a cool way. So, yeah, agreed. So yeah, chapter three, 
Chapter three. Chapter three. Chapter fucking three. Numero threeno. There we go. This is Odrade raising Teg. I could probably talk about two hours of just this fucking chapter, and I promise you I will spare you of that. But the fact that this they... This is a great chapter. It's... Yeah, this is a huge chapter. The fact that they do the time skips periodically throughout the chapter, too, yeah. like you mentioned, uh, I think is, like, a, a great showcase of... I guess, like, Herbert's style, you know, to to encapsulate these years throughout a single chapter is no easy feat, you know? But it feels very natural when you read it. Yeah. I think some of that has to do with the, the setting of it, you know, to, like, to... To tell this chapter throughout um, Odrade and Teg's, like, exploration of the orchard, it feels like the orchard itself, you kind of get this idea of, like, the seasons passing, the way that it, it, like, simultaneously grows, but also kind of stays the same as a place over time, you know? And that it's kind of like this marker that the people who inhabit it or, or or pass through it can kind of, like, gauge their own aging, you know? Like, it's like that idea of, like, no matter how old you get, like, if you go back to your home, you'll always kind of feel some kind of stability, you know? And yeah, so even yeah. though Teg is, like, aging rapidly throughout, like the timeline of the chapter itself he's aging normally of course but but we get these several years in this one chapter i think to ground it within a particular place is part of what makes it not feel jarring when you read it agreed and um the change of that place as well throughout the years the the subtle changes that come with the uh the the sandworm and the sand trout um yeah affecting the ecosystem totally and so actually on page 22 here's something i wanted to mention it's my only note for this chapter i swear so don't freak out it's okay i'm okay okay um but let me see page 22 let me find it um Oh, let's see. Are we sure? Page 22. Yep. Where the fuck is it? Give me a second. Take your time. Me, I got all give night. Give me some more seconds. I got all night, buddy. All night long. All night long. All night. We can talk all about night. Dune all night all long. All night long. All night. Yeah. You know who does that song? Um, Benet and the Jesserets. <laughs> Benet! 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 and the Jesserets! That's my favorite song. Yeah, good one. You got it. Um, and I found the line. Here we go. So this is Teg 
growing and like you're saying realizing the changes that either are occurring or 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 are like upon them yeah um momentous things grew in his awareness this entire planet would become desert a change started because honored maters wanted to kill these bene gesserit who raised him um here's why i wanted to talk about this and this is something that is definitely going to be expanded on because it's it's kind of alluded to. Yeah. But essentially, the sandworm that was brought from Rackus to whatever the fuck planet they're on, Chapter House Planet, uh, is apparently turning its environment to desert right yeah yeah that's that's what, that's what that's what you know happens when um when a sandworm dies it it spurs on the sand trout and then they then they change the environment okay so same thing that happened when lilo died uh, yeah yeah so i i get that to a point but it made me really bring my mind back to, I think it's Dune Messiah. And part of the conspiracy, part of what the gang of bad guys is trying to do is not just kill Paul, but steal a sandworm from Rackus and start the spice cycle elsewhere to break up the spice monopoly and allow themselves to have as much spice as they want. Yeah. Because, of course, Paul on Arrakis as emperor is not handing that shit out to his enemies. So, at the time, I thought the issue was... That's not easily done because you already need the environment to bring a sandworm to. You can't just take a fucking sandworm from Arrakis and bring it to any old fucking planet because it'll die because a sandworm needs to live in the fucking desert. And now I feel like Chapter House is telling me you can bring a sandworm fucking anywhere because it'll just make a desert. No. Nope. Please explain this that, more clearly to me. Connor. That was the issue in Messiah and in um, Children. But, uh, I mean, since then, like, there is no spice monopoly. There's ways to make your own spice. Playlocks who make their own I, spice. Okay. And, I get um, there's no spice monopoly. No, Why the fuck can the know, worm live anywhere else? I know. I'm pretty sure there is a section in Heretics where I forget if it's Odrade or another Reverend Mother, maybe Terraza. They they talk about how like for a long time that they they thought it was impossible, um, but they just weren't doing it right. And I think I'm pretty sure there was a section, or I'm pretty sure a part of Chapter House Planet was pre-deserted because they had they had planned on bringing a sandworm to the planet anyways. That that's always what Teraza wanted. That was part of her plan. Um, so that was talked about in Heretics. I'm that pretty there sure was it was a desert on Chapter House Planet. I mean, I'm not sure if it was explicitly um, said. Uh, I think it might have been actually, but um, that was that was part of Taraz's plan. Uh, I think she figured out the right um, 
specifications for a, a sandworm to be, be able to live on the planet. And so, although it happened at the last minute, you know, it, it was prepared for. Um, and I, I think they had learned how to manage that since Dune Messiah. I see. Okay. I'm pretty sure, I mean, I'm pretty sure it is referenced in, in Heretics, if you want to go back and look. I No, I mean, I, I believe you, um, but I really don't remember that. I mean, certainly, you think about, like, how many things... Um, you know, Herbert discovered or discusses in a single book. It's it's very easy for me to yeah. believe that I just forgot that he talked about that. Um, I think it's a very fast. It's like a paragraph or something, maybe right. Less. Yeah, if if that's the case, then I'm like, okay. It didn't really bother me, anyways. But I, I did have to think. Like, I thought that was a problem. But I guess they, like you were saying, it, it would make sense for Terraza to plan for that beforehand. So, all right. But, so it's it's constantly expanding that desert as well. It's, Correct. It's kind of like stimulating the desertification of the entire planet. Yes. As, as and and especially when the, when the sandworm dies and becomes sand trout, then that's when the... the um, the, the 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 real expansion happens and the entire right. planet becomes a desert. It is pretty wild because it feels like at this point the Bene Gesserit have everything they've ever wanted. They are in control. That's in humongous quotation marks yeah. because I don't think the Bene Gesserit are ever truly in control of anything no matter how in control they think they are. But for the purpose of discussing it. They are in control of their own sandworm and by extension, the creation of their own spice. And yep. we know how important that is to them. Yep. And they have their own axolotl tanks. I mean, they are like a self-sustaining colony here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it's it's very fascinating stakes to think of them at the height of their power and yet to still feel so threatened by the honor maters you know that like they they have like this very fragile superiority where like if the bene gesserit can can hang on to what they have for just a little bit longer until the cycle really kicks in they'll be unstoppable right but yeah. un- until that time, until they have that security, you know, they can be wiped out in an instant if they're found before that point. I mean, if, even at that point, uh, you know, the automators, they wiped out Arrakis. Yeah, true. So, I mean, that does, <laughs> I mean, that might provide them a little bit of safety. Yeah. But. Um, so, yeah, this this chapter was very good was to see Teg grow up to have his daughter raise him as her son daughter mother yeah for as weird as like the dynamic is when you think about it for even just one moment um 
Like that, that's also the weird shit that I love about Dune. Yeah, she lets that, him call call him. Uh, she lets him call a mother in the orchard. Right. Yeah. Which is it's like so silly in a way because yeah. she's always mother superior. Like she. Yeah. Right. I know. She has that title of mother to everyone, but it's different to, in this context. To drop that word and to make it informal, there's like yeah. such so many facets to that coming from Tig. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I. I mean, you th- you think about both of them and and their their mothers, their childhood. You know, I mean, Tag has, you know, a, kind of a nostalgia for holding a different woman's hand, hearing the same things. You know, it's like you're totally right. Yes, and uh, yeah, it's 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 a pretty interesting dynamic there. And then obviously, yeah. Odrade has her own mommy problems too, and so being that figure for somebody might be very uh, fulfilling. Yeah, really great points to bring up from from each of their uh, backstories. Yeah, and the way that, that informs what's happening here. To flip it around and have the daughter become the parent, and vice versa, um, especially in a relationship that was like so distant and strained in the previous book. Like, yeah. Um. I do really wonder what that's going to be like, especially when, I mean, if, but when Tay comes to like the full realization of his previous life, you know? Yeah. Um, Cause at this point it seems like he, you know, knows a lot of like the military accomplishments of Tay, but probably not um, the more personal aspects of him. Yeah. And so it seems pretty clear to me he's not aware that Odrade is technically kind of his daughter. No, it doesn't seem like he knows that yet. So, um, you know, who knows? That that might be uh, uh, just a passing thought or it could fucking fracture his whole brain and fuck him up. It doesn't. It's another one of those things where it's like eh, either or. But yeah, yeah. To be seen. Um, but, but yeah, this chapter itself and the way that it deals particularly with the growth of Teg and the passage of time, I think is fucking remarkable. Um, this chapter I felt like was such an accomplishment. I think the more I even think about it and talk about it, like, I think this is such a a difficult chapter to ask of any author at any point in their career. You know, like this is a tough thing to do. And I think that Herbert like really threads the needle here and it is able to deliver so much that I truly feel daunted to try and break it down. I'm not even going to really try. I just want to kind of like really showcase that I, I think this chapter is, amazing i could do a whole episode on this chapter and we're not going to you know (laughs) but i um i really do think there's there's a lot and particularly like the way the way it ends the way that like 
Teg realizes at the end of the chapter how he's been being taught subtly and he's able to make these connections he thinks about like the one helicopter or ornithopter ride he took with Odrade like years ago yeah and how that connects with like the structure of the city the way that like the Bene Gesserit architecture um and like city planning has to do with like how they take advantage of things the way that some plants should be stepped on because it will activate sense and some plants should not be stepped yeah. on like essentially just the fact that like everything is very deliberately connected or rather that everything is connected no matter what in the universe, but the Bene Gesserit deliberately try to understand those connections yeah. and take advantage of them, rather. Teg kind of comes to this crystallization at the end of the chapter, and it, it feels like such a leap for him, because like the chapter ends, he's like seven, eight, yep. nine, I don't even remember. I think he's nine. Right. Um, I don't know. Um, he just has like this Titanic realization and it also kind of like showcases a lot of the skill and the subtlety of the Bene Gesserit because like they always knew that that's what they were guiding him towards anyways. Mm -hmm. So like, I think it all just, it's like a very cyclical thing. Like it's the Bene Gesserit feeding him and it's Tag realizing what he's been taught. And like it yeah. all happens at the same time, um, it's really good. Yeah, I I I, I agree. It's it, it's really a great um, primer for their relationship and and where these two characters are and how they, you know, feed off of each other and yeah, I, I, I it's, it sets us up for something. Um, yeah, I um. I feel invested in Odrade again, and I feel invested in Tag, new Tag. Um, totally. Yeah, it 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 definitely you know touches uh touches some 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 inner inner parts. Yeah, man. To in Heretics, we like drew a lot of parallels between. Um, Tag at the end of his life and Duncan at the beginning of his yeah how they like relate to each other how they are similar and overlap how Tag could even be like a far-flung projection of Duncan in a lot of ways to take Tag and to bring him back to where Duncan was at the beginning of Heretics feels like unlimited possibility yeah like, absolutely um and this this chapter really opens a lot of doors for him and I think shows like how much he's capable of learning in, in such a relatively short amount of time. Like this this tag is like really ahead of the curve. I don't know. Um Yeah. Yeah, I mean you know, they were afraid of Duncan becoming a Quasi Tatarak. You know, what do we have in store for 
you know, with Tag. Yeah, for real. Um, who, who I mean, I, is in the tradies, so, you know. Yes, exactly. Great point. And um, and what was the other thing I was gonna say? Uh, um. So I had a couple of beers here. I'm just uh, thinking. Couple of beers. Just having a couple of beers, man. Two beers deep. Three beers. I'm on my third. Three beers. Well, I'm, okay. not, I'm not three beers deep because I haven't finished my third. But gotcha, I'm, gotcha, gotcha. I'm rolling on a two and a half here. Have you been drinking anything? Um, tonight I've had a uh, started out with a Rockstar energy drink, mm. and then I followed that up with a um, Dr Pepper Zero Sugar. <laughs> and right now I'm polishing off a Coca-Cola Zero Sugar Cherry. So Nice. Classic Connor. Three drinks deep. Hell yeah. Um Oh, I was gonna say the other thing that this chapter does is, you know, kind of like Um focus a bit more in on the bond between Odrade and Teg and that mother-son relationship now. Yeah. And I I wonder if things will remain as... Uh, like, I guess... Affectionate is too strong a word to use with the Bene Gesserit, but there there is some kind of, like, mother-son compassionate relationship there right yeah yeah and i wonder if like as tag learns some hard truths uh if if they might drift apart again that's all yeah i feel like that uh is kind of what we're being set up for i think odrada knows that too that things will change when tag changes um yeah but yeah we'll we'll see if it's if it becomes a big rift or if it's uh just a minor adjustment um i don't know it's it's tough to say indeed it is are you ready to move on to chapter four my friend i am yeah but um because even at the end of uh heretics there there we started to see a little bit of affection between the two of them so uh, it might not be a huge rift, if not just you know the the pupil becoming the master kind of thing. I see. We'll see. Yeah, that. true. We'll see. True. Um. So for chapter four, this was another sh- uh, short one with the honored meters. Um. We learned that uh. The the aid to the. Spider Queen is named Logno. And then I think we get the the actual name of uh, the Spider Queen. And it is... Oh, do you remember? I'm looking real quick. Dama. No, of course not. Yes, yes. Or she lets her call her Dama. Yeah. That which is I guess the... is which, which I guess could be her real name. Yeah, the, the line says exactly... She permits me to call her Dama. Yep. I just assume that that's her name, but I guess you're right. It could also not be. Doesn't really matter, does it? No, I mean, it could just be like an affectionate, like, auntie. <laughs> Darn tar. Or, yeah, something. I don't know. Yeah. 
Dama. Um, I don't know. I like saying Spider Queen, but I guess I can think about Dama. But yeah, this is the chapter. We kind of mentioned this this quick. But uh, Logno, her aide, comes to Dama's chamber while she's getting Futar fucked. Yes. Maybe, maybe not. So we think. So we think. And the big thing here is... That they are trying to get the Ixians to make a weapon. Um, Yep. The lines go like this. Logno, those Ixians you spoke with today, what do they say of the weapon? The weapon's in. It's capitalized. The The weapon. The weapon. Yep. They do not understand its function, Dama. I did not tell them what it was. Of course not. Will you suggest again that weapon and charge be united? Um, so it continues a little further down. Weapon without charge was merely a small black tube that could be held in the hand. With its charge, it cut a brief swath of bloodless death across the arc of its limited range. So at first, when they were talking about the weapon, I thought this was bringing back the idea of atomics. Yeah. That, you know, it would be referred to as this kind of ominous thing. But the description of it feels like it's a more sci-fi kind of thing that Herbert is proposing here after all. Mm -hmm. Um and this chapter so early on with Logno and Dama kind of discussing their plan makes it feel like this could be a um, like a crucial component to what what would maybe like help them defeat the Bene Gesserit. Yep. I think so. So I, it makes sense to me that we're bringing the Ixians back in. I remember at the end of Heretics the Bene Gesserit dole out all their punishments, and of course the Ixians are lumped into that. I forget yeah. what it is, but they're they're punished somehow by the Bene Gesserit. So the Ixians want some kind of revenge, right? They team up with the Honor Maters, whatever. And somehow the Honor Maters know about this kind of weapon that apparently they can't make. They need the Ixians to make it. So it's like is it something they found throughout the scattering? Something that someone else made? Doesn't really matter. But it's just something to touch on. They know about the weapon, but they can't make it. They need the Ixians. Yeah, that, the, that is interesting. I mean, that that also does mean that the Ixians might have some power on them, over them. Yeah. in In the same way... Or in a similar way, like the Tleilaxu, when they had their golas, and they were kind of holding that over Leto. Like, they yep. don't really, they can't really control the but, force. No, but, but they, they have something, have something that, they want. They have something they want, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, I don't, you know, this leaves us with plenty of, like, implications to speculate on wildly that... 
let, we won't have to get into. But I, I think the big thing here is this idea of the weapon. Um, the weapon. That seems to be the focus of this small chapter. The weapon. The weapon. The weapon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, yeah, without the charge, you know, it's it's useless. So it's it's this thing you can hold in your hand. Just looks like a black tube, whatever the fuck. But put on the charge, and apparently you can just murder a whole bunch yes. of reverend motherfuckers. Right? Reverend motherfuckers. So, uh... I think, so I think they are it plotting. Will, I think it's going to play a pretty important role in the plot. But I could be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be saying that up to the point where five chapters to the end of the book, too. Yes. <laughs> Can never be too sure. And we're like, what? none of this has happened. What's? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> we're all going to get I in the last the two chapters. I thought the weapon would matter. What happened yeah, here? Exactly. Okay. Um, is there anything else you want to mention? Or should we just uh, wrap up here in our let's, final chapter? Let's roll on. Roll on. Roll on, baby. Okay, chapter five, we're back with Odrade. Um, and she is... She's been having visions. She's having visions of water and vast oceans. And she sees this version of herself, a young self, that she refers to as Sea Child. Mm-hmm. It's seems to be like this idealization of her memories from before the Bene Gesserit scooped her back up. And so she kind of returns to this idea of feeling like Sea Child is like warning her or trying to show her something. Um... And the the big thing in this in this chapter is that um, she is brought news of another Bene Gesserit planet destroyed by the Honor Maiders. It's the planet of Lampadas, and it was a very important planet to the Bene Gesserit. Um, a bunch of Reverend Mothers are on there. Importantly, Burzmali is killed. It's said that he's dead. He's destroyed on the planet. And I'm pretty sure they ask about Lucilla. And I think they're like, it's not as certain my memory of it is like, they're like, well, Lucilla's almost definitely dead, but we don't have, like, confirmation the same way we they do from Prismali for some reason. Um, but it it sounds like Prismali's definitely dead. Lucilla is probably dead. But I kind of think maybe not. Does any of that sound familiar to you? Do I know something very funny? Did you not read this chapter? What I the fuck do you have to say? I didn't. To me I just it? I just skipped to the one after this one. How the <laughs> fuck do you do that? 
How the fuck do you do that, Connor? I don't. I don't. I don't know. How do you? Read, I really don't how know. How do you read five? You had like three weeks to do this. I know. I how really do you have, read no, five, I have no idea. Five chapters, and you read four, and then <laughs> skip one, and then read the fifth one after this fucking chapter. It's a great question. It's this is the first. You are such a little shit. This is this is truly a first for me. You, you are su- you are a, a reverend motherfucker. You know. I I will accept that title. Yeah, yeah. but. You you gave me a great rundown of it, so thank you. Uh, well, you know what? It's your own damn fault. You it is. What? I'm gonna. You know what you're gonna do when we're done here? <laughs> you're gonna read this chapter by the time we get to our next fucking discussion. Yeah, of course. But I'm gonna talk about it, and you're gonna just sit there and listen. That's totally fine. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm now reap, I'm reaping what this I sowed. This is insane. Look, yeah, Connor. Uh, Connor, 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 listen. Next time, next time, you just, you, you're like, okay, this is the last, oh my god. Just, just look, I know there's not chapter numbers, but just count the chapters, okay? Just start from the beginning and be like, okay, one, and then you go through your pages until you hit the next opening passage, and then you know that's the next chapter, right? And then you go through that chapter. And then you hit your next opening passage, and then that's the chapter after that, right? So you hmm. just have to count them individually, right? In- interesting, interesting. You can do, you can, you can do that. Yeah, uh, I mean, TBD. <sighs> well, D it already. Um, no, I mean, what happened was, uh, I, you know, I was finishing this up. We were at a cafe today. Um, it was kind of. It was kind of noisy, so I was like, I didn't really want to read, uh, but I, you know, I had to finish this this up, and so you're just sitting with Alex, just reading a book. Yeah. Well, what is she doing? She's working on on some of her her projects. Okay. Um, yeah, and uh, so I like was checking to see how much I had left to read to see if I wanted to go home to read the rest or to yeah. to finish it here, and then. I must have gotten distracted, set it down, picked up where I thought I left off, but it was actually the the uh the wrong chapter. It's fine. I it's it's really not a big deal, but uh You're right, it's really yeah. not a big deal. <laughs> no, I mean it it sounds like it is coming from you. It, but no, in all no, in all in, in, no. in reality it's not. No, nope. it's really not a big deal. No, no. <laughs> fine. I believe you. Good. The way you're saying it makes me really buy it you know i can't believe you Uh, this is a huge this is a massive deal can we talk about the the chapter after this one though no what if you tell me about this about this one i tell you about that one oh my god connor i'm gonna freak out (laughs) you know what i i don't even know what to say to you Okay, here's what ha- you know what here's what happens in this chapter. I'm gonna look at my notes. I'm gonna tell you the big things. Yeah. All right. I already told you some of them. Yeah. One, a planet is destroyed by the honor maters. Burzmali's dead. He's fucking dead. All right. Spoiler Connor, alert. There's one. Wait, did this happen in, in reality or in her dreams? Reality. Okay. He's actually dead. All right. Odrade gets a report. Belanda like shows up and tells her like. Another planet of the Bene Gesserit has been destroyed by the Honor Maters. We're raising the stakes. Bur- Burzmali's dead. 
I kind of feel like I maybe read the beginning of this. Whatever. Whatever. I don't, I don't care what you did or didn't read at this point. It sounds like you do. No. Just, okay. You're just, <laughs> all right. You, at this point, I'm talking to you. I'm talking at you right now, all right? I'm telling you what happened because you don't know. Okay. Go for so, it. So just listen up. Yeah. Lucilla, I think they think is dead, but they're not as sure. Sightail is alive. Wow. Holy shit. Still. Sightail. I mean, he's not alive as in it's the same Sightail because Sightail no. died. Yeah. But the the way that the Tleilaxu, like they like they said before, have been like kind of keeping this form of immortality. Yeah, their their goal is of themselves. Yes. There is a Sightail on a no ship. Mm-hmm. Somehow they know this. I don't remember, but it's in my notes. There's question marks after it, actually. So that means, like, what the fuck? But so, so that means I would bounce this off of you, but you have nothing to give me. So I'm just telling you, we can talk about this next time. I think it's cool. But... It's pretty cool. Great. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so glad you think so. And then the other thing. Um, let me. Why didn't I put a page number down? I, I'm just. I want to see if I can find the side tail thing. You're fucking up. Because I feel like that's like pretty big. So what I would like to. <sighs> I would like to like focus on that quickly because some of it also has to do with. Um, uh, I think. I, I think with. Um, like Teg's ability to see no ships, which is like a big deal. You know, they kind of talk more about that too. Like that was another of the things that you kind of like awaken to at the end of heretics and probably what they're trying to, one of the things they might be trying to get out of this Gola Teg. Yes. Um, But yeah, I'm just skimming very quickly, but maybe I'm not going to find anything. It's all right. Next time when we start our episode, if you read the chapter and you come across Sightail, try to keep a note of it because we should talk about that. Uh, last thing is out of the trio of like Boss Witch been a jesserit of uh reverend mother superior odrade and then balanda and tamalane mm-hmm. as like her kind of two you know advisors um tamalane is kind of decided to be too old and she's going to step down from her position and she is going to replace her so I don't know what happens next chapter. You do, but from what I've read in the first actual five chapters of this book, Shiana has not shown up at all in in character, in person. She's only been talked about. So we know she's alive. We know she's doing things. Um, But it sounds like she's going to be brought further into the Bene Gesserit order. Yeah. 
ever higher up the ranks, and she's going to be like reporting directly to Odrade. Even more than that, Odrade and Shiana are going to be working together almost as equals. Mm-hmm. It's kind of more the idea. So yeah. we're going to to maybe bring her into the story that way. So that's pretty interesting. Um, and then it kind of ends there. So well, I, I got to say, Connor, you know, I certainly know some things that you don't. I certainly have a few answers uh, okay. on questions that you are asking. That's that's fine. Um, I could reveal them right now, you know. No, no, no. But you, but you won't because the point is is that I could. I could, we should though. know the same things at this point in the story. You know, that's kind of like the whole point of us reading this together. Like, yeah, but this is kind of kind of like our. This thing. is kind of fun, though. It's like a fun change it's of pace. It's not fun. It's not fun. I can give you teasers. I don't want any teasers. You don't want te- any, any teasers want to uh, to wet your palate? No. You want your palate wetted? It's wet enough. Yeah. Okay. Not as wet as it could get. <laughs> <laughs> Is it not enough for you that I have a moistened palate? Do no. I need to be, like, gushing? It needs. To, yeah, you need to be drenched. Yeah. Um. Well, I'd really, I'd really rather you just avoid my palate altogether. All right, and the wetness of it. I can try. I can try to avoid that. No promises, but I can try. Yeah, please do. Um, so I guess, funnily enough, like I thought that you'd only have four chapters to read for next time, but you still have I still five. Have five. <laughs> I swear to God, you better read that fucking chapter, Connor. I mean, I think that you did a good job at. You better read that. You fucking did a good chapter. job at explaining it to me. You better go back. Better read that fucking chapter. I don't really even need to. You're going to to read chapter four, or you're going to read chapter five of this fucking section, and then you're going to skip six because you already read it, and then you're going to read seven, eight, and nine. I mean, do you think I need to read it with with the description you gave me? You have to read it. You absolutely have to read it. What I'm saying is, we help each other out. Yeah. Something goes down in this chapter about Sightail, and I need you to read through the chapter and help me clarify it. Okay. All right. That that sounds good. I I can do that for you. I'll just I'll skip to the part where they mention Sightail. <laughs> and stop after they stop talking about him. Great. Just joking. I'm gonna read the whole thing. You I know, me? I know. You're just trying to rile me up because I'm so easily rileable. Very, very easily riled. And I know it too, but I I can't help it. You just rile me, goddammit. I know. That's uh, that's one of my talents. It is. You've you've known me for too long. I know. I I know your lever. I know the lever to pull. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, But hey, you know, it's an honest mistake. It could happen to anybody. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's mean, happened to others in the past. It could happen to anybody who like doesn't know how to count or have like. Oh, we've been through this. We've been through this. It's, I know. It's, uh, I know we've know? been through it, Connor. Yeah, but, like, that's just how it is. All right. That's just how it's. That's just how it goes. Though, you know those those who know history and those who neglect history are both doomed to repeat it. And here you and I are repeating that history, aware and unaware. This is a different thing, though. This is not the same thing Aware and unaware. This is not that. This is not that at all. 
Okay. Not that at all. No all way, right. Jose. If you say so. Um. Anyways, next week we will will really be talking about six chapters. Um. Well, we're really going to talk about five. No, six, because we'll talk about this this last one again too. Get some we're not, clarification we're gonna, on we don't it. Have to, it'll be a get a, some clarification we'll gloss on Gloss over it. We'll yeah, gloss we'll still, and we'll still cover it. Five. We'll still cover it a little bit. Um. Yeah. Is, and, is there and anything else I will, you want to mention with these these five chapters with the opening of chapter house? I want to leave you with some teasers for the next chapter. I hate you, but go for it. <laughs> I'm just joking. I don't. Ah, it's it's uh it's one of those it's gonna be one of those chapters where you're like Herbert Herbert <laughs> you know <laughs> There's some things in there that you you know you'll, yeah. you'll just go Herbert comma Franklin yeah. you know <laughs> Raise your fist in the air. Yeah. That's all I got for you though. Um and yeah, I mean what like so far, how do you feel about Chapter House compared to Heretics and, I guess, every other book? I I think that um, Herbert opens this novel as strongly as pretty much any other. I, I think that he... He... Um, he's constantly changing the status quo of his universe you know like each time you open the next dune novel something has been thrown like profoundly out of balance something is completely different from the last time you closed the cover on the Mm -hmm. previous book and in a way that it feels like it makes sense and it's like consequential to what came before it and like that's the most important part so it's never just like a surprise for surprise's sake, but to have a Teg Gola being raised by Odrade in this book makes complete sense, mm-hmm. but you would never guess it having finished Heretics. No. Nothing in it leads you to that conclusion, but this doesn't feel like the, ro- the rug has been pulled for, out from under you either. True, yep. And I feel like it's such a good balance between like, um, building off of what has been written about previously, but like taking it in a direction that makes sense, but you probably wouldn't guess. Like mm. that's the the biggest thing that Herbert does so well, and I think that's what makes reading the Dune Saga even six books deep still so intriguing and exciting. Because for as much as we know. For as much as we've learned, for as much as we understand about the universe, there are still, like, connections about it to be made that we haven't made yet. Like, all the pieces are there, but we haven't put them together. And he's kind of always one step ahead of us, you know? And it's just really, really exciting to see that to to think that i can still open up a dune novel and be like wow i don't know what's going on and i actually love that it's so weird to have that balance because i kind of feel like a pro you know we know a lot about dune 
And for as much as we know about Dune, there is an equal amount that we don't know mm -hmm. stuffed into the entirety of this novel. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel really good about that. Yeah, no, I I agree. Um I I I I'm liking all the the new different components of it so far and I think it's a uh, I don't know, a, a nice little contrast to Heretics because we I I feel I feel like the first few chapters of Heretics were actually real. I mean, for a Dune book, they were kind of action-packed. Yeah. Um and I feel like this is kind of a slower start. With like a lot of different things happening at once, but still, it's kind of it's kind of easing into everything, and and I kind of like that. So, um, yeah, I'm also happy that it's it's more of an extension of the same time period that we have just been in. Yeah, you're right. That's the other big thing, and I definitely agree with that. I think with the abruptness of Heretic's ending. You know, even then we were kind of feeling like it's probably because he's going to keep writing about these characters. And yeah. sure enough, he does. So yeah. I think if if Chapter House was another giant time skip, it would it would kind of cheapen heretics. Like I've already said, I, I don't think you can you can change the appreciation of heretics the same way that it feels like a chain heretics changed my appreciation for God Emperor and that God Emperor was already it's like well paced enclosed narrative even if like what happened within it was kind of a slog sometimes but heretics I think is like so well written and then ends like shit it's like you can't I'm going to say this and then like fucking 10 episodes from now I'm going to be like, oh shit, my opinion is completely different. But the way I feel now is you can't, you can't change that because the fact is, is like, you know, heretics enriched God Emperor. It didn't elongate it. You know what I mean? And so like similarly, Chapter House, if all it's doing is adding more narrative, I think that can make Chapter House great. But I don't think it'll fix the problems I have with Heretics, which is fine. But yes, I like that it is sticking with these characters. I'm glad it's not a time skip and that we get to go back or rather stick with Odrade and her growth and then see what new tag is like. Yeah. And Duncan. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Duncan's in the fucking sixth chapter or not, but he's not in any of these fucking chapters. Duncan is the most insane variable in this whole thing. I know, it's true. The fact that we left off Heretics with him getting all of his memories back of all previous Duncan incarnations. Yeah, I know. What will his closet. character be in this novel? Yeah. Like, and he's, I have no idea. He's been shoved in the closet for years. Yeah, he's, we're, he's we're probably gone mad. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, I so, yeah, it, I think there a is a chance for me personally that Chapter House could enrich the end of Heretics, just because it would make the end of Heretics not feel like an ending or not feel like it's meant to be an ending, which I think might um, make it seem better. But it could just that could not that that could not be the case, you know, just just as well. So we will see. Yeah, I I know what you mean. 
And I think even when we were talking about heretics, I was saying like, maybe this is part one of the chapter house part two. And it's like, maybe that's true, but I don't really like that. Yeah. Um, the one thing about chapter house that does really intrigue me with, in regards to heretics is this idea that, uh, tag did something on his brief time on, on Rackus that, you know, incited the anger of the honor meters to this extreme point. Yeah. I guess that's the one thing left to be expanded upon. If anything that there kind of is this mystery, like something happened on the surface of Rackus just prior to its destruction that we know nothing about. I know. I, I really hope that gets expanded upon. I really want to find out what that's all about. I hope so, too, my dude. And that's all I have to say about that. All right. Well, folks, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening in. Um, you can email us at doomdudespod at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at doomdudespod. You can uh, come for the dune, stay for the memes, you know. That's what they all do. Uh, we're also on Twitter at TV. also on Instagram at TV. And we will see you next week. But until next time. You high-fiving reverend motherfucker. Hell yeah. Do you, wait, wait, wait. Do you remember that local H song? I gave you that album once. Oh. <laughs> I gave oh. you that album one time and I said I really didn't like that. It's, it's the first song off the album and it goes, you high-fiving motherfucker. I vaguely remember you it. You high five and motherfucker. I, va- yeah. I was like, wow, I gave you that that album, but I really hate that song. Yeah, uh, it's 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 in there somewhere. It's all right. I don't expect you to remember. You can't even count to fucking seventy three. No, so. exactly. I mean, what what is that? But I don't worry about it. It's okay. it's beyond your scope of <laughs> awareness. Right. But but I like to imagine if people are listening, and maybe they're around our age you know maybe they're like hey local h dune crossover thanks dune dudes that's us that's what we do all right you know what i mean yeah we 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 uh expose people to to new and exciting things you know we're, we're the tastemakers here so until next time you high five in reverend motherfucker oh yeah local h love it Nice.